You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to The Better Man Podcast. Adam Torno, Chris Harper here. Uh, Chris, what's on the playlist recently? Man. What, what have you been listening to? Dude, I've been listening to a little um, Matt Papa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little Matt Papa and Matt. Um, who's the other Matt that he that he sometimes runs with? Let me look. Hold on. I, I'm going to go flat out vulnerable. It sounds like you made that name up. Uh, I've never heard of that guy. Um, <laughs> so I, I am no, no help to you. No, on, Matt, uh, who Matt, Matt Boswell. Matt Boswell. Okay. And, and Matt Papa. They did. They did an album, a hymns album, and I've been rocking okay. that man. <laughs> he said you made that up. <laughs> I got to brush up on my uh, on my hymn singers uh, with all that. My contemporary Christian artist. Well, now I'm gonna uh, you know, I'll play my cards. What's been a lot on my playlist lately? By the way, the Spotify DJ X. Have you messed with that at all? I haven't. Do, do you, are I'm you on Spotify? Is it super interested right now? Yes. I mean, it is like it's pretty amazing. Um, what DJ X, the AI bot, can go through your listening history. And, um, so he's brought back some oldies, uh, that I haven't listened to in years. And then he's introduced some new ones, but I have been on a, uh, and this, this is why we're talking about this. Cause we're going to talk about a song. Uh, I've been on a blue October kick, I guess it's from Houston, Texas. Come on. I, I knew a little bit about their story and the lead singer has been very vocal about his wrestling with addiction over the years. And, um, and so somehow I think I was driving somewhere one morning and one of the songs came on, which led me to Spotify, which then when the new album came out, uh, they just had a new album released back in October, which I guess if your name's Blue October, you pretty much always have to release in October, right? Like you can't release, <laughs> you can't release a Blue October album in April. That would be weird. Right. But, right. uh, but there's a song, the last song on their newest album is called A Better Man. And uh, I heard the lyrics, kind of a ballad, sad song. And heard the lyrics a few times and it's catchy. And I sent it over to you. I was like, I think there's something here. Obviously with Better Man, Better Man, it's like, well, I'm, I'm interested to know what he's going to say there. So um, so I don't know with copyrights, uh, if we can put links to it anywhere, we can't, we can't bring in all the audio uh, on it. But, uh, but basically what he is talking about in this song, and I, I encourage you to whatever you listen to your music, go look, go listen to it. Cause it's a, it's a good song. It's safe for the family. It doesn't say any, anything bad. Hmm. Uh, you can listen to it with kids around on that one. Um, but I mean, he's basically talking about this insecurity that he feels being a man and, uh, how he's not surprised that people don't want to be around him hmm. and that he's going to go off and come back a better man. Like he's going to go fix himself and come back a better man. So uh, really musically, it's, it's kind of a haunting song, which is again, really easy to listen to and kind of cool to listen to. But those lyrics, I think there's really something that resonates with a lot of men there hmm. about the insecurity, not feeling like we're being good enough men. Um, understanding why people maybe don't want to be around us because we're a failure. And then, and the one that I want to really pick on today or talk about today for you and I, is just this thought that, oh, I'm going to go do something tomorrow and then everything's going to be, going to be better. And, um, and so what, what were your thoughts when you heard the song? Yeah, it was, man, the first pass I was like, okay, there's something here. And then the second pass I was like, oh, wow, this is deep. Yeah. Right. And, and the word that kept coming to mind was, was passivity. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, it was Swindoll that said, the longer I live, 
the more I believe that the greatest enemy of the Christian faith is passivity. That's right. It's this idea that, that we'll get to it tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many times in my adult life that, uh, thinking about doing something tomorrow brings me great comfort today. Hmm. Like whether it be, I'm going to get up early and read my Bible tomorrow, or I'm going to start eating better tomorrow, or I'm going to call that person tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's like this, this fake drug, uh, Mm -hmm. in some ways that makes me feel something today that I like. And then tomorrow shows up and I'm like, I forget, either forget that I promised I was going to do it or I just don't do it. And, uh, before you know it, you've got a string of, of a bunch of, I'll do that tomorrow's that's lasted two years and you're still in the exact same spot that you were, which is another way of just being, yeah, just that's, that's the lie of passivity, right? Come on, man. It's, it's so interesting. We, um, well, it's not interesting. God, God is sovereign over all things. So once a month, um, I, I lead a group called Holy Smokes at a, at a cigar club. Don't judge yeah. me. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's late on a Thursday night, you know, women and children have been put to bed and it, and it's a group of men. It's a, it's a discipleship group. Yeah. And, uh, I recently met with a guy who said, Hey man, I'm looking for community. And, you know, he asked me to disciple him and I said, I don't, you know, I don't have enough time right now. I'm, you know, trying to focus on my family and I'm doing some other discipleship stuff. I said, but once a month, um, I lead this group called Holy Smokes and, Mm -hmm. and it's at this, it's at this private cigar club. And, um, I said, you're more than welcome to come. And I, you know, kind of said, here are the stipulations. And he's like, man, that would be great. So I sent out a text to the group and introduced this guy. And within 10 minutes, he called me and he's like, Hey bro, don't mean to cause problems, but I want you to know there's there's somebody in that text group that I basically have beef with or had a falling out with that I've been I've been needing to ask for forgiveness for the last three months and I just oh been putting gosh. it off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like he's like before things get awkward next Thursday, I think I'm gonna call him right now. I'm like, yeah, bro, Amen. that's a good idea. Yeah. Call him right now. That's but, so good. But during our conversation, he just kept talking about how Man, the Lord has prompted me and prompted me and prompted me to reconcile with him, to ask for forgiveness. And and I keep thinking his exact words. I keep thinking I'm going to do it tomorrow. That's right. And I never do it. Yep. Yep. So let I think that's the point of this episode and what we want to uh, be the pebble in the shoe for the guys that are listening right now is that I think every single one of us have on our list of something that we want to do. We know we need to do. That's right. Uh, it's that important, but not urgent. Right. We don't feel that deadline. And uh, I love the old TED talk that was out there years ago inside the mind of a master procrastinator Mm. uh, by Tim Urban, where he was talking about how everybody procrastinates. Uh, Hmm. We've all got a conversation that we need to have, uh, a a relationship that needs to be repaired, um, some boundaries that need to be set in a relationship. He went through this great list of just going, if we are not careful, uh, we are not going to feel that pressure of a deadline on some of these things and we're just going to continue to wallow in self-pity that we've never done it. And so, um, listen, there's no better day than today to do something, right? To get the ball moving, just do something, send the text to set up the coffee, uh, tell your wife, you want to sit down and have a conversation, Mm. uh, call that friend and say, we need to talk, get it on the calendar. Just, just some 
action because once you start moving in a particular direction, it is going to feel so good to know that this, this thing that's needed to be squared away for so long, you're finally doing something about it. Absolutely, man. And, and I have, I have, I have this personal practice where Mm. I try to do, and I don't get to do it every day, but I try to do one hard thing a day. Yeah. Just because I'm so prone to do the easiest thing or I'm so prone to do the quickest or most efficient thing. Sometimes those things that are a little more uncomfortable or awkward or maybe take a little more of my time, that's what I'll procrastinate on. That's what I put off. So every day, man, I'm trying to do at least one hard thing. Mm. Like what's one hard conversation I had today? What's one hard email I had to send? What's one difficult task I had to complete? And, and what happens is I've, I've gotten into this routine of, of where I'm not afraid to do hard things. That's right. And, and it's, it's becoming more and more second nature and, and it becomes less difficult the more, the more I'm doing those things and the less I'm procrastinating. That's right. And let me just talk real quickly to the dads that uh, have young men in their homes that they're responsible for shepherding and discipling right now, specifically maybe those preteen, early teenage years. Um, There is so much fear that is gripping uh, most young men today. (laughs) And we, we just need to let them know and remind them that courage is not the absence of fear. It is moving forward and doing things despite the fear that you feel. And that's what men do. That that this is what men do. We engage, we take action, we don't wait, uh, we don't put off till tomorrow what can be done today. And uh, I think that's a really important message that we need to reframe for our for for the young men out there is just reminding them that just because you feel afraid or because it's going to be hard, that uh, doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Uh, hard does not mean it's wrong. And so. Uh, this is what men do. We take this initiative for the benefit of others. We keep moving forward, and we don't we don't buy that lie, as we talked about in that last episode of one of the lies that Satan will feed us over and over again is just, oh, tomorrow go get cleaned up, and then you'll be a real man, and then yeah. you can come back, and people are going to like you. No, start yeah. taking action today. It's that's what day. men do. That's what absolutely, bro, Adam. That's such a good word, and. My personal experience is the majority of things in my life that has come that that have come easy or they've come without little effort, they really haven't been lasting. No. Like they haven't been worth it in the in the long run. Like the best things in my life, like my marriage, uh, my ministry, um, deep friendships, like those were hard things, yeah. man. Like it yeah. takes a lot of work. And, and I think, I think especially young men need to hear, like, it's those things that you'll have to work hardest for that will mean the most to you down the line. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's like, um, (laughs) and I think we've used this analogy before, but it's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and that those pride, like that, you don't work hard for all that. You just run around, you swipe your card and then you get you know, a shot glass and something else as a four-year-old, you walk out of there and you can't find it ever again. It's cheap. It means nothing. Uh, and that's not, that's not, uh, that's not the action we want to take here, but yeah, these hard things, they do. It it feels weird to say it in a Christian podcast, but the, the feeling of pride in the non-sinful good way that you feel for keeping your life squared away and doing what you need to do, and making sure that you're taking action. Um, that that's the anecdote to this feeling of oh, shame man. that I got to go and I got to go and clean myself up. Yeah. And then one day, watch one day, I'm going to come back 
and I'm going to be a better man. Now start it yeah. today. You start don't have to go today. away. Man, yeah. think think about the Apostle Paul's victory lap, right? Mm. I mean, that what he said is a very, and, and I'm going to use your words, Adam, I think you're right. It's a pride-induced statement. He said, yeah. hey, I fought the fight. Yep. I ran the race. Yep. I kept the faith. In store for me is an imperishable crown. Like Amen. he declared that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Yes. It, it was a it was a victory call, man. It was it was yeah. a declaration. And and but he was only able to say that because bro, he didn't put off doing the hard things. That's right. He had the hard conversations. Um, we say all the time on this podcast, the Christian journey is an uphill climb. You cannot bring a downhill effort. Mm. Right. One of the greatest detriments of the church today, and we're we're still suffering through it was that whole easy believism movement of mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. where where you could just raise your hand or walk forward or just recite this prayer and people equated that to regeneration they were yeah. they equated that to the new birth when when no people weren't being born again mm. right and and you know Bonhoeffer called it cheap grace yeah you know you know he wrote about it uh, a decade before yeah but but a lot of people they 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 don't just live in a cheap grace world they just live in a cheap cheap world mm. and we settle for trinkets and we settle for 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 less than at the expense of doing the hard things that's right that's right well there it is so we gave you two songs to go listen to and uh <laughs> hopefully a call to action uh it's a great song right so thank you blue october for putting your music out there it's a great song come on uh, gave us some good things to think about and uh, and let's let's not do what he was doing. Let's not buy that lie that we go off and we become better men and then we come back and now people like us. No, it starts today doing the small things. So whatever that the spirit brought to your mind as you're listening to this, do it. Just go do it. And then send us an email and tell us what you did. We'd love to celebrate come on. and encourage you and tell you uh, good job for not putting off today um, and putting it off till tomorrow. So. Uh, Chris, as always, great to be with you. Look forward to the next conversation, man. You too, Adam. Talk soon. Hey there, we've got a free resource we want to give you before we go. We know that between work, family, and life, it can be really difficult to find and practice a good model for biblical masculinity. That's why we record these podcasts for you every week, and that's also why we put together this free resource called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. All you have to do is go to betterman.com, Put in your email address and you will be able to download this publication. You do not have to try to be a better man on your own. We are here to help you. So go to betterman.com, put in your email address and download five ways to be a better man right now. That's betterman.com.